please. We're back. This week, you are not only getting one bonus episode, but two. The conversation you're about to hear was actually recorded a couple of years ago. When Melissa and I first had the idea to do a series about college forensics, one of the first people we reached out to was South High grad Mackenzie Berkey, who at the time was competing with Western Kentucky University's forensics team. We got Mackenzie's perspective on what it was like to compete in college forensics and what it was like transitioning from high school to college and why she wanted to go to Western Kentucky to compete there. And it was a great conversation, but the rest of the series about college forensics never materialized, so that interview has been sitting in a folder on my computer ever since. And since we had a chance to talk to the UW-Whitewater coaches earlier this week and talk to them about college forensics, I went back and I revisited this interview with Mackenzie, and it's great. So we're going to air it for you now. Enjoy. So today we are doing something a little bit different, and we are doing an interview. And today we have the beautiful, the wonderful Mackenzie Berkey. Hello, Mackenzie. Hi, Melissa. Hi, Kurt. Hi. Welcome. I wish you all could see the the posture that Mackenzie is exhibiting <laughs> right now because everything about this is making her nervous. And Kurt her and headphones I are, are red, in it. and so is her face. Yes. <laughs> I'm usually so much more put together than this. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay. You don't have to be that put together. No, it's a podcast. Okay, yeah. great. And great. We're, 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 like a, we're like a cool podcast, like a regular podcast. We're a <laughs> cool podcast. <laughs> mean Girls references for everyone. I suddenly feel like the outsider, even in my own basement. Because mm, I feel I'm like so you two sorry. are going to have so many like South High things. We're really good at that. Well, and I'm yes, going to be like so, over here like, I don't get it. Okay, so Mackenzie is an alumni of my team. I got the wonderful pleasure of coaching her for four years. We also, uh, we can reveal this on the podcast, I guess, end this for a long time, just pretend that we were half sisters to a lot of people in our circuit <laughs> and uh, just like went along with the lie for forever because we look just similarly enough that people believed us. So we did that for a long time. And she always did my hair like a big sister would. So yeah. it made sense. Yeah. I'm As we've discussed before, I'm very overbearing at times. So that's how it goes into it. But we brought Mackenzie on the podcast today to talk about her experience in Wisconsin high school forensics, but also she now competes collegiately for the number one national team right now, Western Kentucky University. And so we just want to talk about all of the things that led her to where she is now, but mostly Ooh. forensics. Yeah. yeah. So let's go back to the beginning. All right. It's a very good place to start. Yeah. Why did you join forensics in high school? Well, I always did theater growing up uh, since I was a little kid. So I always had that interest in performing. And my older cousin, Danielle, she uh, was on South's team as well. And she told me all about it ever since she joined it her freshman year. So ever since I was in middle school, I was just waiting to get to high school and like join the team. So right when I was a freshman, I joined it right away. I got to be in the team with my cousin for a year, which was really fun. <laughs> <laughs> The nerves are so fun. End of answer. Yeah. And completed. Just <laughs> like finger gun the end of everything you said. And so you participated for all four years. Yes, I did. What were some of the highlights of your forensics career in high school? My favorite memories were always going... We're always, Kurt just yelled at me because I was spinning in my chair. <laughs> just so and you all know. you're doing it while you're telling them about how he just yelled at you for it. <sighs> okay, let's see. Favorite memories. I always loved our home tournament week because we always stayed really late uh, every day that week and ate Chinese food and like laid on the ground. 
And we like helped like make the tournament happen. I was going to say, you make it sound so unproductive. You make it sound like a weird cult. Yes. Yes, we were though. So, um, are there good times? Let's see. Oh, I always really liked going to, uh, the national tournaments, going to CFLs and, uh, the formerly known NFLs. That was always, that was great. We had some good times. We actually, I had a wedding on the rooftop of a hotel. Let me explain. So we decided we were weird, you know, we were so weird. And we were in Philadelphia. Correct. Yes, we were in Philadelphia for CFLs. And I just wanted to marry one of our debaters. His name was Chad. He had scoliosis. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, shout out Chad. We got married. Um, so we like planned this whole wedding. We had people like dress up. We had we like decorated the top floor of this hotel and we had like a fake ceremony. My other coach, uh, Mr. Kroll, we made him be my maid of honor and we he even let us put his hair in pigtails. Like that was so fun. And but when she said he let us, she said, Melissa, will you put Kroll's hair in pigtails <laughs> for my fake wedding? Of which I said, yeah, OK. Yes. So just things like that, being with the team and just being with a group of like minded individuals like that was always really fun. I loved our teams. Did you win some stuff? I was going to say, I appreciate that all of your highlights were like teamly and like friendship based when you could like you could have bragged about like how you were actually like really good instead. Yeah, that was fun, too. <laughs> just always more fun. Just like messing around with the teams. Okay, but like what what are some of your then like actual like achievement highlights? Oh, do I have to do that? Yes, you do. Tell me about them rubies. Tell Tell me me about your rubies. Uh, I don't know. I just, you know, I was good at, I was good at HI. Yes, she quarterfinaled at NCFL Nationals. NSDA. NSDA Nationals for her junior year. Yes. Which is also like one of my coaching highlights because I refused to believe it was actually happening. Mm -hmm. And I still have. Uh, saved the picture I took of her after right after, right before she saw her name on the poster that she'd broken. And then also, yeah, right after. Yes, that's a good picture. It's a great picture because she's just in the giant crowd of people. But yeah, so that's that that's good. the only one you can think of. That was good. Um, yeah, I you mean, were, you, you, you did duo with Allison. Yes, duo with Allison was probably the most fun I've ever had doing just a piece in general before. Because there's something about duo that's just such a good time when you're up there. It doesn't even feel like you're competing. You're just like messing around, like having fun with hopefully someone that you're good friends with. <laughs> <laughs> and that was really fun. That was my junior year, Ali's senior year. We had a good time with that. It's true. And so then your senior year and you're starting to think about colleges. I remember being at NSDA Nationals Mm -hmm. your junior year. And there are a lot of colleges that present themselves at the sort of fair that they have. I never know what's the official term for it. Is it it called the fair? I never know what it's called. But... We, I remember walking around with you picking, <laughs> the looking marketplace. at the marketplace. <laughs> I mean, they're basically just trying to sell stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But I remember walking around with you to talk to colleges because you had decided that like a school offering collegiate level forensics was something that was going to be important to you in your selection. Yes. So what, what made you decide that you wanted to keep doing it? Something about me just felt like I wasn't done. I just felt like there was more to do. And I had known a little bit about college forensics because Allie was you know, doing, going into Ripon at that time. So, and I, and I knew that it was something that I wanted to do just because it, it's a little more diversified. There's more you can talk about. Obviously there's restrictions for high school speech just because of it being high school, it being high school. Yeah. And so I knew I wanted to do that. Um, I went to audition for the team August of like right before my senior year had started, which team 
The WKU forensics team. Okay. Yeah. What does that stand for? Western Kentucky University. Go Tops. Fours oh, cool. up. <laughs> Sounds warm. It is warm. <laughs> yes. And I went there. I loved the, I love the campus. Um, walked around with my parents. I auditioned. I talked to the coaches and I met some of the people on the team and it just felt right, right away. Like I just knew that that's exactly what I wanted to do. And so by, I think the second week of my senior year of high school, I was pretty like committed to going to Western and competing for their team. Were there any other colleges that had teams that you were considering or was it just like WKU or bust? It was like WKU or like another college and not doing speech. Mm. Yeah. Do they call it speech in college? Yeah, it's called okay. speech and debate. It's it's sometimes called forensics, you know, uh, but we have we have a debate team as well. So we're 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 both we're under the same yeah. umbrella. Yes. Okay. The forensics is the umbrella and then speech and debate are under it. Oh, and just like holding it up together. Yes, exactly. <laughs> in college it's called individual events. Oh. Everything that's not speech or not <laughs> debate. Yeah. So IEs. IE. IEs. And then so This is too much <laughs> watching the two of you together. Why? <laughs> we're is in it, love. We're not I'm just I, she is the first. Like student. you're literally mirroring each other. Do you see this happening? <laughs> but I, like, but she's doing this to me because I always, I, when we record, I sit with my feet propped up on the wheels of this office chair mm. with, and I sit with my hands on my hips because I, it makes me feel authoritative and it helps me <laughs> be confident on our podcast, Mr. Graves. So why are you doing it? Strut girl. I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> I'm usually such like a loud, obnoxious mess. I don't know what's wrong with me. <laughs> Is it just, does our, does, does, does my recording set up intimidate you? It really does. It's, it's menacing, y'all. I wish you could see this. It's a black table. <laughs> like, and there's nothing else in the room. <laughs> to be fair, that's just because Kurt is preparing to paint this room. I'm sure it's going to look amazing. There's usually more furniture in here. It's true. I'll show you the chairs that live in here. They're adorable. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so earlier... I think in Melissa's introduction, she said that WKU is ranked number one. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? So similar to uh, high school, we have two big national tournaments that we attend, AFA and NFA. Which stand for? American Forensics Association and National Forensics Association. And so we go to both of those. They're both in April. There's actually only like 10 days separating them. So we get back from AFA and just kind of like scream and try to do all of our homework and get all of our like classes put together. And then we we get back on the bus and we go to another national tournament like right away. That's scary. It's it's scary, but it's so being April's ranked hectic. number one means your team won yes. last year. Yes, we did. Okay. And how many years in a row now have you won? Um, we've won NFA. I I don't know how many years in a row actually, but it's a lot. It's isn't it? it's it's several. It's like four right now. We've won uh, since two thousand two thousand three was the first year that we won, um, AFA and NFA. Um, that was back when we had the lovely Judy Woodring as our DOF director of forensics. Doff. Doff. And, and, your, and your current Doff is? Uh, his name is Gaynor Newman. He is our DOF. I hope that you tell him to listen to this podcast. I will tell him. I so will tell him. You can tell him you've been promoing his program. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but so in high school forensics, when you're going to nationals, you qualify at a single yes. qualifying tournament, but that is not the case collegially. Correct. So yeah, high school, it kind of all rides on one tournament, which looking back on it is terrifying. Correct. Terrifying. 
Uh, college, it's a little different. You get legs. So qualifying for NFA is, is pretty, um, it's much more simple than qualifying for AFA. So NFA, all you really have to do is final at a tournament. Um, and you have to qualify each of your event. That's the big difference too, is that in college, you can take as many events as you want to these so you can go to tournament. nationals in like eight things? At NFA, yeah. You That's can. insane. Yes. That would make me cry. Yeah. There are some people that take 10 or le- like, yeah, 10, which is how many IEs there are. Wow. And you can have two duos. So you technically could have 11, which is wow. insane. You, I would not and, recommend. And you have a people on your team. Because wasn't it last year that there was someone that was in two duos in the final round? Um, that's happened before. Yeah. Uh, to, I would, I would to people. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a lot. It's for sure. I, w- I, I don't ever want to do two duos. I just, I can't. <laughs> I got to focus on my one partner, you know, very monogamous. <laughs> well, that's nice. So you have been to nationals in college? Yes, I have. In how many events? Um, last year I took um, six events to NFA. I took. That's a lot. That's It's a lot, but it's flighted. There's uh, four different flights. So you're rarely, I mean, more than triple entered it would probably not happen but being triple entered in a flight at a national tournament is still crazy it's yeah it's terrifying it's it's a lot of running around but you know you keep your energy up and a lot of times if you're doing you know events that are very different from each other like going from ads which is after dinner speaking it's a funny event to di is you have to really like change your mindset you know you have to kind of like center yourself between you're just like walking to the round trying to make yourself more solemn oh yes depress yourself (laughs) exactly i always prefer to do um DI first, and then I always like to do ADS last. Put it all out there. So what are the events that you compete in regularly, collegiately? And then when you say them, can you also give us a sort of like WFCA or like national level equivalent Equivalent. to it? If if there's not, you can say so. Right. So um, ADS is after dinner speaking. That's, uh, it's a a speech, 10 minutes talking about like a societal issue and you use humor to get your point across. So... It's, I mean, there's a big range of topics, but it's, it's hilarious. I mean, the final rounds of ADS, they look like stand up. They're just, they're so funny. And, and then by the end, you know, there's just like a really like a good moment that like kind of brings it all together. Kind of like a good HI. You always want to have that cute, like moment warm. at the end. Yeah. More moment. Um, there is DI, uh, dramatic interpretation, just like high school. The only difference is all of the interpretation events in college have a, a black book with them. Um, a binder, a, bi- a binder. Yes. Uh, that, that you use. So that's for all the interp events. So there's D yeah, there's prose, there's duo, there's poetry, and then there's, there's poi, uh, program oral interpretation, which is, which is new, a new for us, event, which in, is what we have had as Farago. As Farago. Farago. Yes. Um, they're all very argument driven, all of the interp. So, you know, when you get to your intro, there's always like a purpose, why you cut that piece, why you chose that literature. It's always very argument driven why we do the, like, why we pick the selections we pick. Which is really, I think it's really interesting. And I think it's a good way to also approach when you're, like, picking out pieces in high school still, too. Like, Mm -hmm. you want to care about why you're being the character that you are when Mm -hmm. you're selecting your pieces. So that can also be a really great way to push a student or a competitor in a certain direction. Yes. And it's all very um, identity-driven, too. We like to pick things that are very personal to us and... It just, it makes it so much more meaningful all the way through the season. Yeah. And so then for the limited prep events, there's extemp, which is just like it is in high school. But you've never done it. I, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, and then imp- impromptu. So also very similar to like the high school structure of that. 
And then there's the, what we call the PA events, which is public address events. Uh, there's four of them. There's persuasion, which is most similar to oratory. Um, I say, but the topics are much more, um, specific zeroed in. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Specific. Um, there's like you, you, you've written a persuasion. And so like, what was the the persuasion that you wrote most recently? The specificity Mm -hmm. of the topic was. Yes. Um, so my persuasion this, uh, year is about, uh, trauma informed teaching and how we need to, teachers need to be, you know, more focused on rather than, you know, disciplining and reprimanding some of these students, realizing what they're going home to and that kind of stuff and how we can kind of make laws that, um, help these students have more of a level playing field. So, and I like that topic because I'm a future teacher. So I obviously was very interested in it. So that's why I picked that, but it's, it's very specific. And, um, one of your solutions is always usually like some sort of tangible advocacy. So most persuasions have handouts and they're like things are like QR codes you can scan their petitions. Like you end up signing like a million, uh, like, (laughs) um, petitions. Yeah. Thank you. Of like a million petitions by the end of a tournament, uh, just to like make real like change, like happen. There's some very creative, um, things that people come up with, but that's what I like. It's, it's tangible. It's real. Um, it's, it's always like something that you can actually like go out and do after the tournament. So that's good. Uh, so that's persuasion, informative speaking, just like the event we just added. To um, the MSDA. Yep. Mm-hmm. And we have a, a, a mini version of it now in the WFCA. Yes. Yes. Um, and then after dinner speaking, I already mentioned, and then uh, the one that just really does not have a high school <laughs> equivalent is rhetorical criticism, or as it's called at AFA is communication analysis. And wow, I don't know how to describe that. Um, I'm actually in the process of memorizing one right now. It's, so tell us about what yours is. Though. Yes. Um, mine is about um, how the United Nations picked Wonder Woman to be their honorary ambassador for gender equality. So what you do is you pick this like some sort of like communication thing and you analyze it um, through the through the means of like some sort of like scholarly journal or something like that. And you see, does it fit these dimensions, these tenants or whatever it is? And then you draw implications from that. Like, what can we take from this? It's not just like info. It's, you don't really, you don't really pick a side. Mm -hmm. You just kind of talk about it. Like, Hmm, that's interesting. Like, why is it like that? So, yeah. Is is that something you prepare? Like, is it a written speech? Yes. Recite? Yes. Okay. Yeah. It's a written, it's a written prepared speech. All of them are 10 minutes across the board. Uh, it's 10 minutes in college, except for the LPs, which are seven. So, and then for most of the speech events, you also have like visual aids and stuff too. Yes. So in a lot of the PAs, you can have visual aids. Um, I've had them every year. They're really a drag to lug around at tournaments. (laughs) So I, you know, (laughs) but it, it adds something. If you, there's some, you know, speeches that you really do, you need a visual aid to help get the point across. And in ADS, a lot of times the visual aid is for humor. So there's some funny thing you can, you can do with that. Yeah. And so when, when you're like jumping into the collegiate forensics world, like your freshman year, when you're getting there and we come from a state where we, we have a very small handful of schools that do collegiate forensics. I can only think of three of them. One of them even not really doing it now, but it's, we don't really like talk about it a lot in our association to our students being like, Oh, don't forget, like collegiate forensics is an option. Like we have people like Elliot Fisher who are definitely trying to remind students that this is a thing. And our relationship we have with UW Whitewater is definitely going to help with that. But I can't imagine like going from what forensics is like on the high school WFCA level to all of that and it being like the most easy transition. Yeah, it was it was definitely like small fish in a big pond. 
but being, I mean, the coaches I have are obviously very, very helpful. And I mean, none of the freshmen on the circuit, no matter where they came from, really like know what it's like. Yeah. And that's what our coaches always say about NFA freshman year. It's like an eye-opening experience. Once you get on the bus after awards at NFA, you get college forensics. It's it's the experience and seeing those like final rounds and seeing these these beautiful moving performances that I swear are like Oscar worthy. You know, it's 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 definitely different, but it's I, I like it a lot. I like it a lot. It was it was worth the it was worth the confusion and kind of fear of the unknown. Mm-hmm. And I'm really excited because nationals, one of them is going to be in Eau Claire in April. Yes. And so I will be driving up to see Mackenzie perform at nationals in April. It'll be my first time ever getting to watch her perform in her collegiate environment, one yes. of her pieces. Cause she performed our very first forensics after dark. She did her ADS that year, mm-hmm. um, which was super fun and great uh, to watch and get to be like, Oh, she's grown up. But now you've grown up even more since then. Mm-hmm. And I'm just really excited to get to see that little, little glimpse into your big girl life. Yes. It's awesome having uh, uh yeah. NFA will be in Eau Claire. So it'll kind of feel like I'm coming back home to, and you know, my family will come and it, it'll be good. I'm excited for it. It's going to be a long drive from Kentucky, but let's all go watch. Let's yes. do it. Let's get a bus. WFCA oh watch yes. party. Yeah. <laughs> do you live stream? Yeah. We can start. All right. Yeah. I'll just, here's what I'll do. I'll go and I'll set up a Facebook live stream from our Facebook page. Friends Beautiful. And, faces, and then we there can just like watch Mackenzie from there. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. The judges will love that. You just coming into my prelim <laughs> rounds and, uh, of rhetorical and criticism. Up, yep, and just setting up with a tripod. Just like, shh, it's okay. I know her. I have a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm just going to wear a t-shirt that says, I'm uh, Melissa from Forensic yeah. Spaces. Don't worry about it. Oh, yeah. I encourage that. I really do. <laughs> That'll be so, your tournaments, are they structured the same as in high school? How does that work? Very different. Um, most of the tournaments we go to are swings. So there's a tournament on Saturday. <laughs> that sounds kinky. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, Just kidding. Yes, please. I cannot be the only person. <laughs> I was too busy drinking a sip of water. <laughs> oh, man. You could see my face now. Um, Red like the headphones. Yes. Uh, okay. So there's swings which is there's a tournament on Saturday and a tournament on Sunday. And the whole purpose of them is to have more opportunities to get legs to qualify for nationals. So the way that works is you need to get three legs or three placings at a tournament that add up to less than eight. So if I took first place, second place, and then third place at, you know, three tournaments, that would add up to six and I would be qualified. So a one, a one is worth three points? No, a one is a one. Oh, so like the best you could qual on is a one, one, one. You could win three tournaments and that would be three, three. points right there and you'd be qualified. Oh, OK. So that's kind of the whole it's point. It's so of weird these. how they don't invert their numbers. I know. Like right? yeah. Yeah. So weird. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So there's this there's a swing and um, there's there's flights. So usually like two different flights. So you do like half of the events and then half the events. And there's only two prelims at most college tournaments, two prelims and then a final. So there's really not a lot of <laughs> room to mess up in prelims yeah you gotta and like for things like pros you you have to go one one or you you won't break to the final so it's just as popular a category collegiately as it is for us here yes as we say (laughs) everyone and their mother does pros and everyone and their mother does it well so it's 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 a very difficult event to break but it's such a it's such a beautiful event when it's have you done well in it i have been doing pretty well in pros yep i i enjoy doing pros it's just 
it's, it's so laid back. You know, you're just, you're telling a story. That's all it is. Prose is just a story. Mm-hmm. And that's, I love the simplicity of it. Well, that's nice. Yeah, that's nice. Mm-hmm. And it's this part of the swing being that some of you are competing. Like, are you always competing every weekend? Those like six events you're taking to nationals or do you do them like, for like two months, I'm going to try to get legs for these two events. And then once I get one, I'll transition into this one. Or you're just like constantly always doing six events. Um, it, it depends on the school, uh, what, what they like to do. But a lot of times, if you get something qualified early on in the season, you set it down and you do not compete with it then um, until nationals. That would make me nervous. Yeah. And we do a lot. Yeah, of, What's the thinking behind that? Um, it's uh, is it just more polite. It's polite. Yeah. Like we're so not going to make a bunch of people waste their time or I'm exactly. not going to try to knock somebody else out of tr- getting Oh, that's nice. That exactly. It's to let everyone else have an opportunity because it's like, you got your qual. There's no reason for you to go and get those legs. Because really, whereas in high school, it's like you go to these tournaments just for like the experience and, and, and the fun and the practice and you do all that stuff. In college, it's like you go to tournaments a lot of times to just, just to get those legs to qualify. So once you do that, you set it down and it would be exhausting to compete with so many events all year long. And you usually don't get them all up at once too. Like I'm getting an event up right now, not till second semester when our season starts in September. So yeah, you spread them out. You really don't do all of your events um, unless it's like a big tournament or nationals. Interesting. Go, yeah. yeah. A very different setup, but I, I like it. I like it. Yeah. Cause I can't imagine doing six events every freaking <laughs> weekend. And so how many tournaments do you think that you Cause I know that you don't go to like, not everyone on your team goes to every tournament every weekend in your schedule. Correct. Right. So right. how many do you think you do a year leading up to your national tournament though? Oh, it really depends. Um, uh, like I bet five, six, seven a semester maybe. Hmm. So, so pretty much like every other weekend. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like that. Yeah. Just, it varies with, you know, what you have up or not. Um, and there's usually less tournaments second semester and then, yeah, it's, it's, it can be, it can be a lot, especially because in college you travel far and wide. Yeah. Um, not just, you know, around the state. So, you know, leaving on Fridays and a lot of times you don't come back till very late Sunday night or like Monday morning. So it's a, it's a lot of time traveling. So mm-hmm. that's kind of also an incentive to get your events qualified as soon as you can is to be able to set them down and, and stop traveling and give yourself a break. And, but also because you're speech and debate kids and you're overachievers, like plenty <laughs> of the people on your team are still like, maintaining yes. perfect GPAs, double yeah. majors, like doing crazy things. Exactly. Yeah. And we're all involved in like, you know, other things around campus and stuff too. So it's, it's a huge commitment, but it's, it's worth it. It really is. Well, that's good. Yeah. It's so worth it. <laughs> and now, so as you are, so you're an education major. I am. Yes. Elementary education. And so what skills are you learning both collegiately and learned as a high school forensicator do you think are going to be directly applicable to what you are going to be doing. Yeah. Uh, I think the biggest thing is just being comfortable, just saying what you want to say. And it's really hard to talk to a classroom full of students. I would say it's definitely more difficult than talking to a classroom full of adults. And so just being comfortable in front of just being comfortable in front of a group of people is something that high school speech gave me right away. And I've just continued to, have as I, I've gone into college is being chill, you know, <laughs> being chill, join forensics. We'll be teach chill. you to be chill. Be chill. Yeah. yeah be chill. I foresee a South high t-shirt 
this year. <laughs> no, our t-shirts are always stupid. They're not. Be <laughs> <laughs> oh, chill yeah. wouldn't be kind of stupid. No, they're stupid. Oh, okay. <laughs> Remember, I own a team t-shirt that is a unicorn with a chicken on it with a mm-hmm. unicorn horn strung around its head. And on the yep. back, it says like Sheboygan South Forensics, like 2013 <laughs> yeah. or something. Horrifying. Uh, here's, here's a fun okay. fact about our team t-shirts. I, um... Freshman year, I was very obsessed with Justin Bieber. Understatement. Horribly obsessed. Like, I, he was just my life. I had this sticker on my mirror in my room that said, I'm Justin Bieber's favorite girl. I had a cardboard cutout. I was all about the Biebs, okay? And so we had these t-shirts that we made before State, and we, like, tie-dyed them. They were so cute, and they had everyone's name on the back. And I insisted that instead of saying Mackenzie Berkey, it said Mackenzie Bieber. So that is, like, written in history now. People own those shirts and wear them in public and it says Mackenzie Bieber on them so it gets better (laughs) (laughs) it does yeah it really does it really does speaking of reflecting on Mm -hmm. a high school career (laughs) you earlier we had talked about qualifying for nationals and having that one tournament in high school where you qualify for nationals you had that experience of being one of those like super successful kids yeah. who got to that national qualifier <laughs> and didn't qualify for nationals. <laughs> yes. yes. Being a few years into college and having some perspective and looking yeah. back on it. How did you feel then? And how do you feel about that now? Uh, then it was obviously, it was, it was very sad. It it's, it was very sad to just, you put in that work and it's, you know, CFLs is such a, it's just a fun tournament. It's something I'd gone to since my freshman year And looking back on it now, though, this is just my advice to any high school forensics kids who have like those disappointments. It really ain't that deep. okay? (laughs) it's not that big of a deal. It really isn't. It's it's one tournament. You will there will be always be more opportunities. And there's always going to be some judge that just doesn't like you. And that's maybe not even like an issue with them. It's just like not everyone's going to like you. Forensics is so subjective. It does. It doesn't matter. You're not. You shouldn't be doing the activity to get the trophies and to have all those accolades. Because if you're doing that, then you're in it for the wrong reasons. You should be in there to like share your message and message and just like have fun up there. So it did not matter. Um, at the end of the day, you still have more opportunities, and the things you gain from forensics are far far deeper and much more intrinsic than going to a national tournament. Well said, Melissa. How do you feel about it? Um, well, I just want to point out that. Uh, one, when, because I knew before go, going into the award ceremony that she hadn't broken to nationals and I had a, like a legitimate small panic attack about her <laughs> reaction. And when they started announcing HI, I, looking back on it, I wish I had been stronger, but I couldn't stay in the room. So I just went into the bathroom and cried um, and called my friend. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> I literally like <laughs> looking like I was told that I was nonsensical completely and then I remember going back in the room and Mackenzie had found out that she had not made it and she just kept turning around and she was crying trying to make eye contact with me and I couldn't <laughs> look at her and then afterwards we were in this we, we went to a stairwell to allow her to be angry and she almost took off mine and Hollis Romer's heads when, by angrily kicking her shoes at us and it very narrowly missed my face Yeah, mm-hmm. and that was also there were also just crazy other things happening at that tournament but Like in the moment, it was the, for the first time for me, like the very first student that I had one gone all four years with, like Mm -hmm. you were, your class was the first that I had coached all four years. Mm -hmm. And like one of the first students that I was like, so deeply emotionally invested in like your success and also just like, you know, as a person. And so like having to like 
sit there in your disappointment with you and like have no control over it was like a really good lesson for me as a coach because mm-hmm. I had, I have no control over those situations. And so realizing that like I had given you all the tools that I could, there was nothing like there was nothing we would have changed about that performance you'd given. Like we had done so much practicing, like mm-hmm. there was nothing we could have done and changed. So that's the thing you have to realize that like you can only do so much, open the door, push them into the room and then hope for the best when they walk out. Mm-hmm. So, yep. Yeah. It was a learning experience. It was. Yeah, it wasn't fun. No, it wasn't fun. There was a lot of crying. Yep. Yep. And then going to nationals without you was real weird. <laughs> yeah. It was less fun. But then you went to the next nationals and we, we made up for it. Yes, yeah. we, really, we really did at that one. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was also your last one. We, Sheboygan South, we, we are overachievers at nationals. We, I just, I want to like, I just want to bond deeply and emotionally with yes. everyone. So I'm just like, tell me about your deepest childhood fears. And you're like, it's 1.30 in the morning. <laughs> like, shouldn't you be telling me to go to bed? And I was like, but I just want Speaking Mm -hmm. of deepest childhood fears that happened in the middle of the night, your house burned down. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. That was an amazing transition. Here we go. Don't try to tell me it wasn't. (laughs) No, that was really good. You did good. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Yes. And I remember when that happened. Yes. It was a tragedy and I felt very bad, but I, like, my immediate reaction was like, oh my God, that would make an amazing (laughs) horror. Yeah, it really I think would. I even said that to you. And I actually did make a speech out of it. Like yeah, my freshman so tell college. us about that. You took, uh, you took a whole bunch of trash being thrown at you and turned it into... I really did, yeah. yeah. I um, Actually, my visual aid was a picture of my house burning down. That, that had been taken by like the local like ambulance <laughs> chasing like Facebook page. Yes, exactly. So um, yeah, I well, didn't... Well, thank goodness because nobody else was thinking to take a picture. Right. I'm sorry, I'm so selfish. <laughs> worried about other things um i don't know i didn't i didn't take my phone out of my burning home i i thought about like i was like i should probably get my dog you know (laughs) and um my my great friend hollis romer showed up because she lives two blocks over and let it be known that she got ready to come to my house fire she put on jeans So yeah, that was the summer before I went to college. So right away going into like my freshman, like year college speech season, I had some good stuff. I did an ADS about minimalism. Um, Cause that's kind of like the biggest thing I got from it is I just don't really have a lot of stuff anymore and I like it. It's, it's better. Like you just don't need that many things. So that's, that's what I got from that. Um, I lost all my high school trophies, which is very interesting. They, they melted into this like big, like, <laughs> like ball metal ball. Like, cause I had all of them on my desk and I just, mm-hmm. it was just like four years worth of trophies just like cluttered up in this, on top of this desk and they just all melted together. So, um, there was the only trophy that survived somehow was my, um, <laughs> <laughs> My uh, first place Farago trophy from Appleton East. So thank you, Mike and Deb Tross. You are the only thing standing <laughs> physical remnant of my high school forensics career. <laughs> Which is just a testament to the quality of trophies they provide at their turn. Right. There's this Appleton beautiful East tr- is just like... Yeah, they thought that. Right. So thing, I don't know where that trophy is right now, actually. I'm sure it's in your parents' basement. Oh, I'm sure, oh, yeah. yeah. So. And they're n- now newly built. Yes, home. newly built home. No one was hurt. 
we have a new house. It's fine. So it's, it's. And most of us don't know what to do with all those trophies anyway. (laughs) Yeah, really, really. Mine are sitting in a box at my parents' house. Right, exactly. They're just, they're literally pieces of plastic. So I don't have that many. So they still travel (laughs) with me when I'm new. (laughs) Raise your hand if you're uncomfortable. (laughs) Everyone. Oh man. Um, yeah, no, I still have, cause I only ever won one personal trophy in uh, high school debate and, uh, it was top, uh, novice speaker at the Sheboygan South tournament. I was like, ill. Like I was just so sick and I was, I was losing my voice. So I'm pretty sure that all of my speaker points were pity points that day, but Heck, if I don't still have that trophy hanging out in my bedroom for me to look at. You earned it, girl. I did. You earned it. It's so small and crabby. Thanks, Steve Thompson. Thank you. Gotta have goals. Yeah, we all have goals. Aspirations. (laughs) So is there anything else that you would say to a high school student or the coaches of high school students about college forensics? Like, what type of person should do it? Should more people consider it? Um. Speech is one of those things that you get out of it what you put into it. So there are plenty of options if you just want to do it lightly, like just kind of like like a for fun thing. There's so many universities, more than you would think, that have college forensics. Um, so just like look into it. There's 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 a lot of options. Um, it's I think it's I think it's amazing. I definitely would recommend it to anyone that really loved speech in high school. And the same things that you loved about high school speech, like the camaraderie and the weirdness and the the friendship and that that place where that there's just people that are like you. That's still true in college. So I would definitely suggest it to everyone. And Excellent. do you do you have any special promo that you want to do for your current forensics team as you finish out your junior year as a hilltopper? <laughs> Hilltoppers. <laughs> Which, by the way, <laughs> right now, go to another device or the device you were listening to this on and Google WKU <laughs> Hilltopper because it literally just looks like it's a grimace hill. from McDonald's things, but it's just a red dude with googly eyes. Like he, it's literally a hill with arms and legs. It's horrifying and I hate it. Yeah, it's the mascot uh, walks around campus and you can put your head in uh, his mouth. It's super, <laughs> I've done it. I mean, I'm not going to lie to you all right now. I don't know that that was the commercial for your yeah, forensics say, program not that the Melissa best. was talking about. Uh, I love WKU Forensics. Who should, they, who should they contact for more information about joining WKU Forensics? Uh, you should contact Gaynor Newman. At, at, via via at, what? Just, I don't know, Google it. You're all adults. They're not all adults. Some of them are children. There can't be that many Gainer Newmans. That's true. That's true. So um, definitely, but there's, there are so many collegiate programs, um, not just WKU that are amazing. I've had made a lot of friendships with people from other universities and there's some really great Really great programs. Yeah, at other here schools. in Wisconsin, two uh, UW schools that do it are UW Whitewater uh, with our good friend Jim Disrude, mm-hmm. and then uh, UW Oshkosh and with o- our great friend Elliot Fisher. Yeah. Yes, and Eau Claire as well. Eau Claire has oh. a very great oh. forensics team. Yeah, that's interesting. I don't know who coaches up there, but Eau Claire as well. Yes, they're awesome good too. Team. Be our friend, Eau Claire coach. Yes, we don't, know, we don't currently know your name. Yes, <laughs> whoever you is, great work. Yeah, great job. Yeah. So, well, thank you so much for taking yes, some time. Yes, it was as scary as you thought it was. It was, yes, it was. Oh, okay. It really was. Um, <laughs> this was the worst day of my life. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It was great. I love it. Thank you so much for having me. I love you all so much till the end of time. 
Also, uh, shout out to Mackenzie's emotional support pet, Hollis Romer, <laughs> who came here to be doing the podcast and just sit silently in the corner to make Mackenzie feel comfortable. Thanks, Hollis. Thank you, Hollis. Thank you, Two Hollis. Thumbs up. Thanks, Yolis. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so thanks for joining us again. We're hoping to in the future do more interviews. We've got some inquiries out there, feelers out. But if there are other people that you would like us to reach out to to interview for the podcast, please reach out to us on either Twitter at Forensics Faces or via Facebook or via email at listen at ForensicsFaces.com. Yep. All of those informational things are correct. Do you think we can do this without the script? Oh, gosh. Ah! Um, Ready? Bra, bra. I'm Kurt. And I'm Melissa, encouraging you to listen, think, and speak. Preferably in that order. Woo! What? How? <laughs>